Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 24th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. If you are interested in possibly being a part of what we do here at PitcherList, uh, we are actually in the process, in the very early process of doing some fundraising. And uh, if you're interested, uh, please send me an email at info at PitcherList.com. I would love to work with people who are part of the community as opposed to working with people who aren't really familiar with what PitcherList is. And I realized that, yeah, I want to talk to you guys if you would love to be a part of what we are creating. John Means went 7.1 innings of one and run, one hit, one walk, and four strikeouts, six whiffs, 25% CSW, 96 pitches here. This is a nice outing against the Guardians, but I'm not really that sold into what John Means is doing as a pitcher his changeup isn't really overwhelming batters. The fastball's fine. The uh, the breaking balls are not really the polished ones or the the promises that they had in 2022. We were really excited at the beginning of that year that the secondaries, the really the breaking balls, the slider and the curveball were really developing and going the right direction. They were fine here. And the reason I bring all this up is he did so well, but it's not really like that exciting uh, with John Means, and if you remember, before he really did exceptionally well, he was a Toby, and that's kind of what he is right now. So, if you want to go against the Red Sox, uh, not in Fenway, in Camden, next time out, it's fine, it's okay, but I could see that being like a five-inning, three-four, and run game. So, not really something I would be leaning into and, and forcing myself to keep on my roster, especially the last week of the season, where there's just so much that's going to change, and you need to go and chase, I think, more exciting things in many situations. Uh, Jordan Montgomery did really well against the Mariners. It's great to see that, and he's going to get them a second time, and I feel that with his changeup going about 7 for 25 whiffs, I think it was, yeah, that's good enough for me. Seeing the change of improvement with the curveball still being very good, love to see that. Nick Pavetta destroyed the White Sox, seven innings, zero runs, three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Four-seamer did most of the work here. Breaking balls were not as precise as we've seen but he threw a lot of strikes with them. That was good enough for the White Sox. And he's going to be in that start against John Means likely in Camden. I think we go with that concerning where he is, but it's not going to be this good likely. Dylan Cease pitched exactly as we want him to. Seven innings, zero in runs, six hits, zero walks, and 11 strikeouts against the Red Sox in Fenway. 23 whiffs, 38% CSW. That is a golden goal for Dylan Cease. And he did so by pitching the way that he should with his repertoire. It's just not easy for him to do consistently. That is four seamers upstairs, sliders down and under the zone, and then curveballs for strikes inside the zone. 47% CSW and 14 out of 55 whiffs on his four seamer is crazy. We do not see that often in the year. It's very rare. And you see that paired well with his two breaking balls is just, yeah, Dylan Cease, you have an amazing four seamer when you can locate it. It's just, we don't know what we're going to get on a given night. 
if he does the same thing a second time, that'd be really cool. And maybe I'm a little excited and maybe I can do some digging into if that is something that he made a tweak toward and actually can be consistent next year. But that that's why he did so well. And it wasn't just complete randomness. Like, no, he actually did perform. Now, if he has that rhythm is maybe random. And uh, good luck at the last start of the year. I don't know if we're going to see it. So consider Dylan C. still a cherry bomb for that last outing. Something else that's very interesting is Joe Boyle. I um, mean, went only three innings in his MLB debut, and I kind of thought that Oakland would be holding him back. So I wasn't very encouraged by it. He was also throwing a good slider um, with a fastball that didn't seem like it was a big whiff pitch. And in this start against the Tigers, not only did he go 94 pitches in six innings, it was zero runs, five hits, one walk, five Ks, with a lot of promise on both of these pitches. It's really two pitches going. Only threw five curveballs here, Joe Boyle. But it was a slider that had a 70% strike rate and really set the table for his... Uh, I mean, he did get some whiffs as well. And the, the heater was not an upstairs elevated pitch that often. It was about six whiffs or so. But it has a ton of induced vertical break. Um, it's, it's around 18 inches on that. And you want to see something above 16, essentially. 18 is fantastic. That, to me, suggests... I mean, this is 97 miles per hour. That if Joe Boyle does develop the ability to actually be an upper third four-seamer guy and have the slider for a strike in whiffs, that could very much work. It's very much a strider in Hunter Green method. So it doesn't quite break the Wasker and Noah rule because both of these pitches, I think, could be individually fantastic, better than Wasker and Noah's fastball, for example. The only problem is I've only seen nine innings of him now. I don't know if I can bank on this control, really. Um, not necessarily command, but more so control of that slider in the zone. And I don't know if he can get that four-seamer upstairs. So, yeah, I can't really bank on him for the final start of the year, but it is the Angels, and so that is a cherry bomb to me. He carries that shag rug, the young man's floor, as we just don't really know what he's going to do start to start at the moment. Uh, you have Zach Littell. Uh, by the way, Joe Boyle, very interesting for next year. Very, very curious. I think he's going to go completely under the radar. Uh, Zach Littell against the Jays, 5.2 innings, zero in runs, five hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. He gets the gold star because he did this against the Jays. 17 whiffs, 32% CSW. He all of a sudden had a splitter working for 7 over 19 whiffs. Uh, his slider was all in the zone consistently. That allowed him to really utilize his fastball and splitters um, whenever he wanted. And that was a huge, huge thing for Littell here. Sometimes we've seen that slider be more inconsistent and not really as refined as this one. He didn't get a win though. Zach Littell, man, cannot get a win for the life of him. And I, I don't expect him to look this good against the Jays again for his last one. So if you want to consider that a cherry bomb, that's fine with me. But this feels like a very much of a peak, and it's going to be a lot worse next time out. Kenny Rosenberg against the Twins got the win. Five innings, zero runs, five hits, two walks in five Ks. Look, he's you're, Kenny Rosenberg's trying to be a Toby. He's kind of like Tyler Anderson with a really good changeup. I think Tyler Anderson generally has better other options, like his cutter and his four-seamer. Tyler Anderson went on the IL, though. Kenny Rosenberg is now the guy, I guess, in this way, for the Angels. And I'm glad it came through here. He gets the athletics next as a very sneaky quality start slash win play um, next time out against the, against the athletics. That is Kenny Rosenberg. Uh, you have Clayton Kershaw maybe making his penultimate start in the, in the regular season um, of his career. We don't know. Velocity is down. He's still Tatiaga, though. Got the win against the Giants. Five innings, zero runs, two hits, two walks, and five Ks and 76 pitches. You love to see it. I'm just really happy for him here. 
It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know how many innings he's going to go next time. 76 pitches, I feel like, is the very cap of what we were thinking pitch count-wise. I kind of thought it would be more around 60, and he gets cores. So, if you want to go for that, fine. He might be four innings and change. They might be very, very careful with Kershaw right before the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, it's 88-89 on the fastball. It's a lower and worse, uh, lower velocity and worse slider, 20% CSW. Oh, man. Um, we have a lot of others to talk about. Uh, Jordan Lyles doing really well. We have Joey Wentz, Nick Martinez, uh, but Sonny Gray, Cal Quantrill, Logan Gilbert, etc. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Jordan Lyles is a werewolf, that is. He appears once a month, and he did so against the Astros. Five innings, zero runs, two hits, two walks, and three Ks. The cool thing here is that Peelbot streamed him wild. Not going to happen again. Uh, Nick Martinez got four innings of zero runs, two hits, three walks, and three Ks to open for Pedro Avila, um, who went 2.2 innings of two runs and didn't secure a win. Nick Martinez has had his last four games that he started. I understand three of them have been as an opener, but it's 17 innings of zero earned runs, a .65 whip, and 17 strikeouts. Man, let the guy start. Just saying. Ugh, okay, maybe next year. We'll see what happens with Nick Martinez. Uh, Joey Wentz was opened for against the Athletics, and you're kind of hoping for a sneaky strikeout play. Well, you actually got value here. 5.2 innings of 200 runs, 3 hits, 0 walks, and 5Ks across 80 pitches. That's really cool. Only 40, sorry, 4 hard hit balls allowed. Um, Wentz got an opportunity to, uh, to really be you know, to really take advantage of a weak offense. And I love this. He went 50% called strikes on his cutter, seven over 20 whiffs on his changeup. That's great. He does get the guardians next. I do want to say this is a little bit of blame it on the athletics. And I don't know if I would go after uh, the aggressive Cleveland guardian offense. So I'd pass on that, but this is not the worst desperate play, especially in AL only leagues. Sonny Gray, one run in six innings, got the loss which is so silly, Kenny Rosenberg. Um, but I, but yeah, great stuff here from Sonny Gray. Eight strikeouts um, as well. You're just really happy for him. It's, it's kind of strange to see just three whiffs on all of his secondaries. I mean, he had three four-seamer whiffs and a total of six. Crazy. Uh, but Sonny Gray, man, one more start. Let's just take it on home. Cal Quantrill against the Orioles once again. 43% splitters. What? Cal Quantrill is supposed to be a sinker cutter guy. I, I don't really understand. The cutter was only thrown 10 times. It was 80% CSW. Why aren't you throwing that more? It was four innings in 93 pitches. One earned run, five hits, four walks, four Ks. Like, I understand the earned run was just one, but four innings and nine base runners? 
why are you not throwing this cutter more? I don't get it. He gets the Tigers for one more outing. I'm going for that. You got to think you're going to see more cutters there. It was a reduction of curveballs, but he only threw 10 of those either. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, Jake Woodford, that is the Amish Mustang. Uh, yeah, 3.2 innings and one and run. You're not going to do this. So we're going to move on. Uh, John Barbia opened for Ross Stripling, who was 80 pitches and four and runs and four innings against the Dodgers. And we're not going to go for this. Uh, Logan Gilbert against the Rangers. We considered him a cherry bomb because we didn't know how good the fastball would be. And it was a risky start. 5.2 innings of two and runs, but nine base runners and two strikeouts, right? Four walks and five hits. Gilbert went about 50% sliders here, which is shocking because it's Logan Gilbert, the guy who was the four seamer man, right? But no, four seamers were letting him down a ton. Only 25 thrown here, but just two whiffs. And I'm glad that he adapted in this way to throw sliders. I mean, he survived almost six full innings at two and runs, right? He has one more game against the Rangers again. I don't really want to do it because I don't think the fastball is good enough. I want it to be better. It was even a tick harder, 96-97. But it's just not doing the thing it's supposed to do. It's not being located where it's supposed to be located upstairs. I don't really have faith that Gilbert's going to have this amazing start next time out. Uh, Chris Flexen did well against the Cubs, and I mean well by 200 runs in five innings, because seven base runners and one strikeout and not a win is not worth your time. So we're going to move past Chris Flexen. JP France did better this time around against the Royals. Five innings, 200 runs, seven hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Not a great whip. Got the loss. Not the best ERA and five Ks. I mean, it's fine. He gets Seattle next, and honestly, I am avoiding that uh, that for France because I think the energy is going to be ridiculous inside of Seattle considering the playoff implications of the series of Houston versus Seattle. I think that J.P. France just is not going to be able to be his best self there. I think he generally performs better in more uh, calm situations and I think that France, it's too much. It's asking too much of him to really bring his best self there. Um, Zach Wheeler against the Mets, seven innings, three and runs, eight hits, one walk, and six Ks, 14 whiffs on 61 four-seamers, and then none, zero for 38 across all of the other pitches he threw. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good four-seamer. Good on Wheeler to find a way to be productive here, despite not having his best secondaries. Um, obviously, whiffs aren't everything about it. But yeah, it's, uh, he also was down one to two ticks on everything. So Zach Wheeler, I'm glad that you... Like, we're going to start you, you know, next time out, obviously. Um, and I love the fact that you still find a way to be productive. But, man, I, I just wonder, what if Zach Wheeler had just the best slider, too? He would be insane, because it's such a good four-seamer. Connor Phillips against the Pirates almost came through as a streamer, as he did go five innings and nine Ks, but I gave myself a streaming loss, because it was three earned runs and eight base runners, and those ratios are just not good, and there's no decision here for Connor Phillips. So he's a cherry bomb. Uh, he kind of breaks the Wasker you know real because it's a really good slider and I don't really have so much faith in, faith in the fastball even though it does, does come in hard. But yeah, 47% CSW on that slider is cool. He gets the Cardinals next again. That is a cherry bomb start. Higgs, Lazardo and Brandon Woodruff both disappointed here and I think honestly you just throw them out there again next time. That's just kind of how it is. Uh, Marcus Stroman returned for three innings and 64 pitches against Rocky Road and now he's probably going to go against Atlanta and go for about 75 to 80 pitches. So yeah, I'm not touching that. Um, Jose Quintana had 10 strikeouts against the Phillies, but it was six innings of five earned runs and eight hits. I don't really want to chase it again. I think if one thing's going to change here, it's going to be the strikeouts going lower, not the earned runs and the whip. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu did not do well against the Rays. He's a Toby. 
And uh, it's disappointing to see that one uh, from Ryu. Do I start him next time out? Uh, I think you do against the Rays in a repeat one. I think this is just one of those that didn't quite go his way. Really good precision with that changeup. The cutter had a sub 50% strike rate. This should be better. I think I'm still going to do it in that last one. But consider it a questionable start as it's not that high of a ceiling. So if you don't really need to chase the ratios or really chase a win, then yeah, just don't really do it, you know? Um... I, I, I'm not too excited to buy it, but I feel like it should be decent. And Bailey Falter got a uh, start against the Reds proper, kind of 57 pitches, but 800 runs in two innings. That was probably the reason why he was limited less so than a pitch count. So he didn't get the loss because that was a ridiculous comeback for the Pirates. And I'm really upset about it because Connor Phillips should have gotten a win. But all right, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's games because today's, honestly, it's too late to really review today's games. And you can obviously check out the streaming article on the site. But uh, for tomorrow, it's only four games. Um, so it's Blake Snell against the Giants. Obviously, we're starting that one. Luis Castillo against the Astros. We're obviously starting that. Justin Verlander, Logan Webb could arguably be in probable start. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on. If you have Justin Verlander, you're starting him against the Mariners, even though I think of Verlander as a Holly and not really an ace. Same goes for Logan Webb against the Padres. Um, you're starting both of them, but I don't really expect the world from, from either one. You have probable start tier of Clark Schmidt, who's just barely higher than the streaming uh, threshold of 20%. He's around 22% roster, which is shocking to me. It's like 29% Yahoo and 12% in ESPN. It's against the Diamondbacks. Two rough matchups before. Now he has an easier one, even if the Diamondbacks are a little bit hotter at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm going to be doing that one. Questionable start tier. You have John Gray and Patrick Sandoval. John Gray gets the Angels, but John Gray's been kind of bad. And uh, I don't really want to do this one. But I do recognize that it is the Angels as an easier offense. As long as John Gray throws enough strikes with his four-seamer and gets uh, a decent enough locations with a slider, he should be fine. But I feel like there's something kind of messed up with John Gray at the moment, and I wouldn't touch it. Um, same with Patrick Sandoval against the Rangers. A much tougher offense. Um, you don't want to deal with that. That just is too risky in my view. And the do not start tier, you have my streaming pick because everyone else is rostered over 20% of leagues, if you can believe it, um, is... Ryan Nelson against the Yankees. This could work if Ryan Nelson has the slider and cutter working because they are not good against uh, right-handed breaking balls. So we'll see. Um, Not the worst do not start stream I've ever had. (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously I do not want to start. I don't really want to start any of the questionable starting below as I always do, but really more so than usual, I think. And good luck. I hope today that you take your championship home. If this is the championship day for you, let me know tomorrow if you do come through, uh, but of course I'll be here through the entire week. Tomorrow we're doing the full-on sit and start for the entire week, and then the week from tomorrow, the top 200 list is going to be live streamed, of course, on playback.tv/pitcherlist, and that will be coming out on that Tuesday. So I uh, look forward to that, and that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your babas be low and your strikeouts high.